Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Midnight Ramble podcast. Thanks so much for throwing this on and giving it a try. After four, five years of broadcast DJ radio experience, I'm ready to finally, for the third attempt, launch my own podcast. It's been a long time coming, this one, but it's very, very exciting to finally be here, bringing really interesting people to you each and every episode. That is the plan at this point. So thanks so much for giving it a crack. I hope you enjoy this first episode. It's with my good friend, long-term friend, Haber, fantastically fascinating DJ and producer from Melbourne. It's a superb chat we got to have here about music and life and all other things. Make sure you stick around at the end of the show. I'll just be uh, giving you a bit of a bit better an idea about what this show is going to be and how it's all going to work and what I hope to do with it. And I thank you so, so much for giving this a crack on my first ever episode. Woo! It's very, very exciting stuff. So in the meantime, enjoy this chat with Haber. And I'll speak to you at the end. And for now... Thanks for tuning in to another Midnight Ramble. And my first ever guest on the show, it's very, very exciting to have him in, or should I say online, as when we record this is currently in yet another lockdown. But it's very, very exciting to be reconnecting with this guy because he is the main inspiration for putting this show together in the first place. When I chatted with him on my radio show, he was so fascinating that I just knew I had to sit down and chat to him a little better. So for those who aren't aware, my guest, could you uh, introduce yourself and maybe give a, a 20 words or less overview of who you are and what you do? All right, I'll do my best to do 20 words or less. But my name is Dylan Dylan Haber. My artist name is Haber. I'm a DJ, producer, um, event event organizer. Also got a record label, Imanacia Recordings. And yeah, my passion is music. Love it. And yeah, it's an absolute pleasure to be on the show with you, Dan, on the very first episode. How exciting. <laughs> It's super exciting. It's super exciting. You were a big part of the inspiration for putting this show together. Like I say, I was, uh, I've always been fascinated in doing, you know, these kind of interviews and podcasts. And I actually hit record on my first ever podcast in about 2011 or so, Mm. back when it was like fresh and new. And now it's 2021 and we've all been locked down on and off for the better part of 18 months. And every second mid-twenties white guy has a podcast now, so it's slightly <laughs> less original than it once was. But yeah, um, but no, it's that, fitting to have you in here nonetheless. Yeah, awesome, man. No, it's, it's an absolute pleasure. Like, you know, like I was saying to you, it's really cool to think like in the years ahead, like, you know, like, oh, it's just such an honor, like just to look back and be like, oh, I was on his first episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is going to be fun, man. Exciting. It's going to be very fun. It's super yeah. exciting. And you're sitting, I see you sitting in your, uh, in your beautifully decadent studio, which I did have the pleasure of seeing in the flesh um a few weeks ago when we were able to move around and um, every time i chat to you it just looks so cool in there especially when it's nighttime and you get all the nice lights up and everything um, oh, thank you very much <laughs> and we're doing this remotely as i said um how have you found the the sort of work work process over we're now in um our state's fifth lockdown which is mm. regrettable but that's kind of the way it has to go to yeah. my mind is you know you see how quickly it can take off and get out of control in certain places and so how have you found these um, your work process changed um, to get do you find yourself getting uh, more productive less productive how did you find that shift towards more time spent you know by yourself yeah. in, in your own room. Yep, yeah, I hear. So honestly, like with with this lockdown, I did find it hit a bit different. Like the first day of hearing the news on the on the Thursday, like it was very shattering. Like honestly, like I was fucking, I was angry and I was like upset. Like, mm. you know, there was a, like it was our second weekend of being able to dance and like, you know, there was a lot of things and events looking forward to and I really felt for a lot of the industry folk and um even like the punters, you know, like we finally were like free to go and then just to be sucked straight back in. So it was like upsetting, but you know, that, that last day I was able to like, you know, make the most of like being with friends before we got into the lockdown and just after digesting those emotions and thoughts and like being with friends too, 
was I was able to, you know, the next day just really shift that mindset back into that just creative spark. And like, re- like about a week prior to that, I've really like, like the spark was well and truly ignited inside, man. And like, just shifting back to that in this time where we had to stay home and like, you know, work, work was out for like a lot of people. Like this was just the time to go. So honestly, just got the ball rolling and smashed out one more high energy track, which was really exciting to like, just get into like, as soon as I was in the studio, just everything flowed. Like I knew the direction of the track I was taking it in. And even in terms of like, I smashed out like a second one within the week too. And I'm just onto my third now. And um, so yeah, in terms of like creative flow, like this has just been, yeah, such a spark and such a nice wave to ride. And even, you know, I don't like to just solely focus on just the music side of things. Like I do also, you know, um, make the most out of like doing personal work. Now I'm like pretty damn like, you know, I've smashed out a lot recently. So with the stuff I have to do now, it's more like the little things, like sort of my personal like stuff with like social media and just stuff around like at home around the house. So it was a good time to, you know, have this like routine and balance of like a few hours on music to then working on that personal stuff. And then what what I like to do as well, and it's like actually a big form of, like a big a big way of how I find inspiration is like I like I love my anime as well and I love my movies too mm. and um like I've got this sort of like structure where just say I'll be watch just say before before bed or in the morning I'll just like watch a few episodes of a series that I'm loving and then to say when I finish that series, then I'll go on to watching like just most of the series are anime. So then I'll watch like a live act, like a live, like real life, <laughs> real life movie. And then from there go to like an anime movie and then to like playing a video game. So it's sort of like I like rotate and cycle through. So then I find the inspiration is always fresh for myself. And like mm. even for example, like um this show this this anime i was watching demons demon slayer that i recently finished was very very amazing um on the second last episode there was um this character this demonic character was playing uh i think it's a biwa i could be completely wrong there but it's a traditional japanese instrument sort of like a guitar and i heard and like she played a few notes and i was like holy shit like i gotta fucking make a track track around that so yeah yeah so we got on got online like sampled one chopped it up and then there you go that was the next track and so yeah that just sparked it all so yeah i really find gaining inspiration from art and like you know that's what movies and all that are you know and like i find that is such a big motive for me to just like keep that like spark ignited so honestly this has been fantastic like i've really well and truly made the most out of this time and like yes i am definitely you know i call it the covid blues like i have moments where Mm. i do really like miss the human interaction and this is where doing stuff like this is really nice and like just actually talking with people other than my family (laughs) family um so yeah like you know it's not to hide that away like that just comes naturally but then to something where I acknowledge and remind myself, you know, like this, this is that opportunity to like, you know, really smash this stuff that I want to get done out, you know? So yeah, I, I, I'm a believer in like, it is obviously I say this lightly, but it's like, you know, it is what you make of it, you know, taking each day as it comes and just trying to enjoy the moment with what you can. There's, there's so much in that. And this is part of the reason why I wanted to sit you down for a longer <laughs> period of time, because you're, you're, um, you, you, there's so much interesting that, um, things you have to say in answer to all of my questions, but um, I can I'll come back to a few th- different <laughs> things in there. But um, uh, I just want to brush over quickly that when you talk about watching the um, the anime, which is not something I'm entirely across, but I I can appreciate from a distance. Just the other night, I finished uh, a show that you had recommended to me a, a number of times, which I had attempted once and sort of dropped off, and finally sat myself down and got all the way through, which is the Midnight Gospel. Ooh, yes. <laughs> um, and was just hugely, hugely inspired. It was part of what put a fire under my butt to really sit down and get this under, like get get a, my own solo podcast up and about because of the inspiration I got from watching that. And for those who haven't seen it, it came out uh, last year and it was just... April 20 of 420. April 20th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's on my birthday. On my, yeah, nice. on my, on my birthday last year. And it's, nice. it's just purely phenomenal. And it's, it's fascinating 
the kind of things people are able to make nowadays with the invention of streaming and stuff. And it was hugely inspirational. And uh, yeah, credit to you for, you know, I sort of dropped off it and and words from you and seeing you posting about how amazing the finale was and uh, it did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. It was really, really Man. moving. Tru- truly beautiful, truly beautiful. What would you say, what was making you sort of drop off it when you think back? Like, was it just sort of like the interest or did it not like really shine to you at that moment? Like, is there anything particular that sort of took you away from it? Uh, probably just the, I mean, minuscule spoiler warning here in that um, it's a lot of the dialogue is taken, as you of course are aware, but for the audience, a lot of the dialogue is taken from um, Duncan Trussell's podcast where he's interviewing fascinating people and then those recordings become the base of the dialogue for each episode. Um, So it's conversations that are sort of related to what's going on in the animation, but they're also not. And the animation Mm -hmm. and the um, the animation and the audio are sort of two separate things going on at once. And I think on my first time around, I found that a little tricky to stay focused with. Yeah. Yeah. But um, this time around, um, just being in a different headspace, a different time, different whatever it was, um, I was able much more to focus in and zone in on what was going on. Yeah. And possibly because possibly I'm in dry July at the moment, I've just a bit, bit got a bit more clarity um, yep. And was able to really zero in on it, and um, yeah, it's really, really phenomenal stuff. And the last yeah. couple of episodes, just so moving. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, and I, I hear what you're saying. Like, you know, I it's up there as like a favorite um, series show and show of mine. It, like, just like Duncan Trussell's Family Hour podcast is like up there mm. as a favorite podcast of mine too. And like, I, I, you know, highly recommend it for everyone to like watch and listen to but i do understand that you know especially with the animation like it's it's real whack it's real weird and like you know it can i can understand where some people could be a bit like what is this type thing but i i i believe like when you push through and really like soak in each episode for what it is like you really can take a lot from it like that final episode with duncan's mom like that like i felt that change in perspective of like you know, life and death in me, like big time, you know, mm. and it was truly beautiful. And it's, yeah, it's, it's an amazing show. Like, and the animation is as well. <laughs> so, so yeah. good. So, good. Uh, so I'm really, absolutely. dude, I'm really glad to hear that you like, um, you know, you've watched it and you're, you know, you loved what you loved, what you experienced out of it. I uh, got, got from it as well, because yeah, it's truly, it's truly a fine piece of art. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And those kind of cartoons and, so I forgive me if this is a massive oversimplification but <laughs> okay, I, okay. It, when it comes to when it comes to people like yourself saying that those kind of cartoons and also anime and I know there's going to be anime fans who are going to scream at me for that because it's <laughs> it's definitely not the same thing but when I think of the when I think of the things that you're passionate about it fits into the same realm for me where did that kind of love come from because um, to best of my knowledge you you're not an animator you're not a you're not a illustrator <laughs> but you're a fan you're an amazing musician um, so is the, is it the creativity and the, the magic of those kind of, um, of those kind of shows and those kind of stories that draws you in, in the same way that music does, do you think? Oh, that is, that is a good question, man. So when, when I think back, like to my early, oh, it was, before, yeah, when I was about like five or six, like I remember on cheese TV, the days, ah, <laughs> um, yes. yeah, Dragon Ball Z would be on. And I absolutely mm. like just, I was so sucked into just that fantasy world. And like, I like Goku was like my Superman. Like I yeah, loved okay. and like looked up to him, was so inspired by his character. And as like, as I got older, you know, my, I, I really, I was solely just Dragon Ball. That was like what I loved. That was my shit when I was yeah. younger. And then, yeah, getting older when I was about, I'd probably say like 16, I've really, you know, I'd acknowledged and learned like that there is much more than this Dragon Ball. And, you know, I discovered there's an anime One Piece and then Attack on Titan as well. And as I keep diving deeper, I was like, I, f- I found this deeper love. And it's to, to, to on, on present day, I definitely would say that where that love comes from is like, you know, just just one one like the creativity, like the creativity and the art style and the animation is just so awesome to me just to think like someone has like 
drawn like what i'm seeing on the mm. screen and then just the storytelling as well and some of honestly so many quotes and so so many characters have inspired me in real life because like you know in 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 reality that's still someone writing that that's still someone saying that like all of that is you know it is real just anima animated you know and so yeah, yeah um and with that too I definitely, with the soundtracks as well, like Studio Ghibli is like big on that. Like I actually went and seen the orchestra um, in Melbourne right before we went into lockdown, which was like an incredible, one of the best experiences of my life, honestly. And um, yeah, it's so, so I take so much from watching them and like it's, it's truly, it's truly incredible. Like I, I love it so much. And even like my hair, my hair fucking <laughs> came from Gohan in Dragon Ball Z. Like that was what <laughs> made me do this when I was younger and I'm still stuck to it today. So yeah, I'm a big sweaty when it comes to anime. <laughs> <laughs> and is that part of the, part of the, um, the motivation that got you over to Japan? I, like I, I know that you have a fascination with Japan, um, and, you know, I, I've seen it, it's, it's reflected in some of your tattoos as well and your love of anime. Is did that all sort of stem from the love of the, the anime stuff or is there more uh, to comment more, on there? Definitely, I would say, yeah, it definitely did. Like, that's really, you know, because a lot of it's, it's like watching, you know, when you watch like, um, mo like movies based in certain countries, like um, a lot of anime is like based around Japan. So, you know, a lot of the stuff is like, you know, like when it shows Tokyo and stuff, like it's all like real and just like how they've drawn it in terms of like they've taken major inspiration from it. So like I really honestly learned a lot about Japan too, which like made me really want to go there. And like, yeah, go going over there was, oh, that was incredible. Like I'm so keen to go back. It is such an amazing country. Like from their music scene to, yeah, their, obviously their anime and just everything over there I just like loved and I just always had this little thought in me. Like, I just, I believe, like, something in my life, something special is truly going to be, um, truly going to come from Japan. Well, but yeah. I don't know what it is yet, but I could really feel it. And, like, definitely with my fashion and my clothing, like, I love the fashion in Japan. Like, the streetwear is, like, yeah, incredible. Fantastic. And it was, it was, like, my element over there. It <laughs> just, like, brought so much <laughs> shit. And, um, um, yeah, and it's definitely, like, and, yeah, from the anime, it's definitely taken a part in, like, what I wear today. And, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like, it feels so me. Like, when I was over there, like, I felt so right and felt, like, yeah, just so so good to be there so very keen to go back and it was yeah it was a pleasure to be able to play two gigs over there as well which was like funny. yeah awesome that wicked. was really cool really cool <laughs> yeah wicked wicked you're gonna sit down and watch the uh opening ceremony tonight the day we record this is the opening ceremony or at least the day that it's aired um in australia which i'm fascinated this year with the olympics it's a it's a feels odd to be having the Olympics, but I'll probably sit down and watch some of it. I'm fascinated, obviously, to see the rock climbing as a, a keen um, rock climber some of the time. Um, but yeah, it feels a feels like an odd time to be having an event like this. It doesn't feel quite the same as it normally would. It feels almost, it feels really odd, basically. Is, yeah, is I'll land on. Yeah, I I hear you for sure, man. Like it's it's very it's very whack time for like something like that because it's so it's such a big world obviously worldwide event and yeah it's it's bizarre that it's like going to be running like you know and it's yeah like look it's something I don't have too much interest in the Olympics honestly like I am I mm. am intrigued to see like this opening ceremony because Japan will just do something just mind blowing I reckon um, you can expect. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be some crazy-ass shit. <laughs> but, but yeah, we'll see. Honestly, just see how it, yeah, see how it all goes. Like, it's going to be interesting what will come from this. And, like, honestly, thinking about it in a bigger perspective, like, you know, this is going to be such a unique Olympics as well. Like, so it's going to be, yeah, it's very interested to see how it all plays out. Yeah, I can't help but think, and I have done a few times over the last 18 months, that we're we're witnessing such a time that is going to be um, like we're alive and young and up and about in a time that's going to be, it's going to be in, in kids' history books in the future. Like this is going to be yeah. a remarkable thing that so many people will look back on. You know, it's the closest our generation will ever come to, you know, like living through a wartime. And it's fascinating every single time something like this comes around. It, it's, it just makes me think, 
how do we look at this now, but also how are we going to reflect on this in 20, 30 years time, um, a hundred years time even. And it's, it's remarkable to know that, that we are here to witness it at the time. And I, I was thinking this week about all, you know, obviously, cause you and I are, are keen nightclub and festival people. And we love to go and see live music and do things and go out and party and, see amazing DJs and bands and theater and all these cool things and all these young Australians right now and young people all over the world but we're still now 18 months as Australians stuck in this place where 18 and 19 year old kids have have had nothing to do not nothing but have had constant limitations on what they could do. The second yeah. they turned 18 and finished high school, that should be the time when you get to do whatever you like and you can't. And that, you don't ever get that back. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that is so, so true, man. Like when there's actually this like moment, I remember last year when I like shared, I was like uploading the videos to my YouTube from my sets and I shared when I played my inner bloom edit, um, at the capture takeover at Revs, and this young this young bloke messaged me, and he's just like he replied to the post, and he's just like, oh, like where was this? And I'm like, oh, this is that um, Revolver, and he's just like, oh, you know, I'd love to go there. I've seen like so many videos. Um, I only mm. turned 18 like a few months ago, and I haven't been able to like go out. And I was just like, you know, that was just such a moment for me yeah. to think like, and what you just said, it's so it's so true. Like thinking of everything we did. You know, when we yeah. were 18, 19 and experienced, like, without without almost, without almost a care in the world, like, you're free yeah. at that age. Like, you just, like, you know, like, you just take on the world. And, um, you know, there's, just, like, no, like, in your mind, there's low, no limit to what you can experience. And just to think, like, that is all stripped away from them, you know? And, um, yeah. yeah, it's so, like, it's interesting to think, like, will there be experiences that, like, these these younger people have missed out on like and won't and won't be able to live because like they like you know they'll believe that maybe they're like outgrown that now or they can't do that now you know where yeah it's it's upsetting it is upsetting to really like put it into that perspective and like think of um yeah think of these younger people that have had that like taken you know, taken away from it, you know, like you sort of think everything we did and just like erasing those memories, like imagine that, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah, and that's time they're not getting back. It's really, yeah. Anyway, that's far too doom and gloom. I want to try and keep this. Yeah. <laughs> so where I'm going to jump to is I'm actually yeah. noticing that you've got the beautiful blight orange capture hoodie on matching the yeah. beautiful bl- bright yeah. orange uh, neon sign in yeah. the background. <laughs> Um, obviously, I'm very well aware with what Capture is and what we do because I'm a I'm a small part of it in some way. In that I'm, I'm always there, and I'm, I'm, you've been you're the crew. To you're the DJ crew. a couple of them, um, but uh, yeah, do you want to just give give a sort of a a crash course in what Capture is and how it came about? Because it's uh, what you've been able to do with it, you and all the others involved with it, um, has been really really special for me and for lots of other people. Thank you very much for the kind words first, man. So, yeah, this is, yeah, I'd love to share the story. So, yeah, Capture all came about um, in two, 2019, 2019. So I actually got hit up. So I, my family home is in the Macedon Ranges in Victoria. Um, mm-hmm. And so I got hit up by a promoter of our from our local club in Sunbury called the Alley Lounge, and he he gave me a call and he was wondering if I'd be interested to do a weekly night there at first. And mm. like you know, it was like pretty cool to like hear that and someone being interested and in like to have me on a part of a crew to run a night. And but I you know responded at first and I like, just give me a few days to think about it. And now for the years leading up with everything that I've experienced with events, like I was really keen to like take a, you know, like open the door and take a step into that realm. And so, you know, Mm. I was really thinking to myself, like, you know, this is, I I believe this is that moment, but I didn't want to do like a weekly night and I didn't want to do something weekly in our local area as well. So then I had the idea, I'm like, what if I just do a, like a sort of a one-off party 
for now to see how it goes, you know, mm. and like maybe like turn that into like every like two, three months to keep the excitement like real with it, you know. And I then I like called up a few mates, had a few chats, and I'm like, this, this is what I want to do. This is it. So like, you know, it took a few days to like come up with the name. It was actually gonna be Rapture at first. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was gonna be Rapture. That. So with it being Rapture, the what stopped that was um fucking Eminem's album, Rapture. <laughs> like, and I'm like, yes, no, yes. I want it to be, yeah, I was like, I want it to be something that like, you know, really stands out. And so I was like, I don't want it to be something where, you know, you search Rapture on Google and boom, Eminem will like come up, you know? Um, yes. Or the fucking or end the of the band, world. The Rapture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the famous so, indie band. Nice, nice. And then so I, yeah, like I, I love to do this thing and this has definitely like played a part in future coming up with names for stuff. But um, I got like two words where it was like, cap, it was captivating and Rapture. I put them together because I really like the meaning of Rapture. So I put them together and it created Capture, even though Capture is a word. On, yeah, <laughs> on yeah. it, so, but in my mind, no, it's two words. No. So um, yeah, like so Capture came to be. And then, and then it was like the planning of the event. So I was like, all right, like, in in the Masson Ranges, there has not been like a you know techno night, a house night, none of that. It's always been like more of like the commercial side of things, and that, you know that's done. The commercial side of things has like pleased, like pleased the audience of Masson Ranges and the attendees. And I was like, you know, I want to give them something different. And I like really thought, I'm like, you know, a lot of people in this area have been loving going to Dorfing and like they're really getting involved in the techno scene. And like, you know, I've, I've really came like, like, like good mates in the industry with um, hands down Lee Boy, Laura King um, and Joseph Connor at that time. And I'm like, you know, Let's let's bring him down. Let's bring the crew down to fucking yeah. Sunbury to to Sunbury and put on a bloody ripper night. So I booked booked those absolute legends, and it was like so cool that they were keen to come down and play. And um, yeah. So at the at the venue, it was pretty pretty interesting. So like we had to like it was sort of cool because we were chucked in the deep end, and like the way this club works is much different to how the venue we are using now works. So like there was a lot of work we had to do leading up to the event. So yes, it was all fun and games with like the promo and everything, but um, actually at the venue, so we were there for five days prior the first event setting up because like there was just like a lot of stuff that the venue venue owner like like hadn't looked after that we had to so like you know i was in there fucking scrubbing scrubbing the bathroom like in the toilets wow. and shit like i because i have pride in my work and i like you know yes. i want people to have a comfortable and safe experience so like we went over the whole venue pretty much like remodeled it to capture and like you know with the lighting just cleaning up blah blah, blah like and it was just awesome so then yeah we threw that party and it was a bloody great success <laughs> it was very yeah, yeah. very happy and like yeah just like the photos and videos were just awesome and just it was so surreal so surreal that first that first event like just like thinking back now like it's it's such a blessing to like you know you know have have done that like you know it was like the first time we've seen anything here and like you know like in this air in our area and like yeah it was really cool to like showcase those artists and like i made sure i didn't actually play at the first event because i just wanted to make sure everything was running smoothly and <laughs> which 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 yeah it did and it was like awesome and so from there we did a second capture there and like it was it was a great follow-up it wasn't as big as the first one, but with that came, so like soaking both experiences was where, you know, some of the stuff we had to put up with in terms of with the venue, like we were like, all right, like let's, let's, um, I think it's time for us to move, move forward and move, take the brand into the city. So like throughout yeah. those times I had one, like my best mate, Rick, my best mate, Rick, like my boy, like he, he was with me and he was doing a lot of the day course side of things. And so we get to, yeah, get to the, um, Oh, and I will say too, I did start off with, and actually I did have like a partner in the brand at first, but then just went our separate ways, no bad blood or anything. It was just like the direction I wanted to take it in. Um, felt best to like, you know, like for me to take the brand like like elsewhere on my, on my own path, on my own path. And so, yeah, like going into the city, uh, going closer to the city, we went to Deluxe Bar in Mooney Ponds and that was the Capture Summer Rave. And that was that was so bloody awesome. Like that was so cool. Like, yeah, so we had an outdoor beer garden, which we had like a DJ play out there. Then 
we all, so we called that the beach garden. Then we had the neon rave room inside. So the beach garden was like a lot more of your melodic house and just like house music. And inside was like much more ravey, high energy techno, minimal techno, bush techno. So it was really cool. So with that, having two rooms, we were able to showcase much more of our favorite artists and much more of the crew. So that that first event in the new venue that was again like real real great success and we were so happy with it and like re received a great response from the people and yeah it was like like a blessing and then from there we had one of the promoters um who's now one of my good friends wiser she attended and she had a great time and she was um well and truly involved in the revolver sundays takeover takeovers of that time and um, she was really happy with the event and she was like, would you like, would you be keen to do a capture? And yeah, she messaged me saying, would you be keen to do a capture takeover, a revolver? And I was blown away. I was so, so happy to receive that. Like, and she, she actually booked me there for my debut set on my birthday at the start of last year. So yeah, after like just playing there once to then running a takeover there was like, it was so surreal. It was so cool. <laughs> so mm. cool. And so, yeah, we did the capture takeover and that was fucking insane. Like it was like really like wall to wall, like just real packed. And it was just like, yeah, heaving. It was, it was such a, such an awesome party. And then unfortunately, oh, well, fortunately we were very lucky. That was literally the Sunday of the day before the lockdowns first begun. So we were yeah, very lucky. I do very, remember very that. lucky. And like, yeah, I'm so glad too. I had that last track recorded that I played, which was the inner bloom edit. And that was like, uh, throughout the lockdown, I had moments where I just rewatch it or just even listening over the mm. set and just like relive the moment. But, um, when we went into lockdown, I then thought of like, all right, how could we keep up a consistent, like consistent workflow throughout this time to like keep the brand like still apparent. And so um, I started the capture cast. So that's where like you, you and you and Penelope <laughs> have yes. been um, featured, featured on one of the episodes. And you know, I've started to just get showcase our favorite artists through through the web and through the internet, uh, through the internet. And so then you know we we did have our first birthday party planned, but then that had to get cancelled. And then leading up into this year when we were free, we had the our first birthday party, the belated first birthday party. Yes, yes. Um, and yeah, that was like awesome. That was our first sellout event. And like we really soaked in a lot from that experience, which then is now leading to hopefully, like I do have faith, but we'll see how we go to our intergalactic porno party. So yeah, leading to the, yeah, into the intergalactic porno parties. So um and with with each experience that we have soaked up along the way from like starting from the first event all, all the way to the first birthday party you know it's it's been super in, i've enjoyed the ride i've enjoyed the ride you know i've enjoyed the mistakes i've enjoyed the challenges i've enjoyed the accomplishments mainly you know and it's this this event we've got coming up with the hard work and effort from the crew the crew and i like this this I believe, and like, look, I could say this probably for each event, but like, this is really going to be a showcase of, you know, where we are at now and like what we are capable mm. of. Like Ricky has really just been hustling, hustling hard with like all the decor and stuff. And like, it's a pleasure to have him on board and like just all the crew, like I'm super grateful for all their help. So in good faith, if we do run on August 7th, like we'll, you know, it's going to be one for the history books for us. And we are very excited. We are very excited. Oh, me too. Me too. And I've always found with the capture community, it's, it's exactly that. It's a, it's a tight knit community and it's a hugely supportive, um, embracing crew from the core crew, like yourself and Ricky and the, the, the people closest to you who put it together and perform and, um, and help put, bring everything together to, that everyone, all the familiar faces, um, who you always see at these events, it's, it's a phenomenally loving and supportive and, um, just an embracing group. Um, when you see these people who you've met once before and they go, Oh my God, it's so good to see you. And they come up and give you a big hug. And it's, it's really, really special to see, um, what, what has been built. And it's, it's down to every, each and every person who comes and brings their vibe and it's um it's really really special to see so 
um yeah i hope you I, I i'd ask you if you were proud of that but my assumption is that you would be yeah 100 percent, i am man and thank you thank you so much for the kind words like a real really really means a lot and like you know as i said like you you are the crew man and something like i say to say to each each person involved like you are the crew of capture and like and just the best part is like we are just a crew of best mates like a lot of us have been best mates since the early days of high school still living on strong and just we've all got our own dreams that like thankfully all align with each other you know and like each of us have our own creative outlet where we could put them together to create something special to create the capture experience so yes, yeah exactly, it's, it's exactly. truly it's truly beautiful and like it's it's so good having people like yourself and artists come in um to get involved and to you know get to meet everyone and that's like one that's one thing i definitely like take pride and am passionate about with capture like yes it's like a music event and yes like there is like like you know the music is that attraction for it but it is also just a place of connection communication and meeting new people like it's so awesome to hear from some of my mates where um you know they've like met people like yourself and like um many of the others where like they're like oh like you know it was so good at capture being able to like meet them and like you know now they're like best mates you know and it's like mm. awesome like it's truly it's truly beautiful and i believe like that's what like music is all about especially with these events for sure for sure uh it's incredibly special it's very very special so you just touched on something which i'm fascinated by um saying that you know some of these people from high school you went to high school in gisborne is that correct yes gisborne secondary college yeah and gisborne then i secondary. did gisborne secondary till year 10 and then i moved to bendigo senior for year 11 and 12 ah <laughs> uh, okay okay so for um for anyone who's not i guess from melbourne or for even from for any city people they might not have a as intimate an idea and even i didn't really because i'm from <laughs> out east um which is you know a similar part of the world but a very different part of the world um and certainly not as far out as you guys are how did you sort of get into the world of of dance music and what was it like growing up in a an area that's not complete country but it's still considerably rural for um for getting into dance music which is so solely based in the city how did that all spark and was that was that challenging was that refreshing how do you reflect on that so i'd definitely say like with with myself like there was yes there was like the ministry of sound cds and like all the like the annuals ah uh, yes yes stuff, like seeing them at sanity uh hearing them from sanity but i would oh, the store sanity remember that <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah dude. i loved i loved sanity the i used days. to go into the um i used to go into the local library and get all those annuals those ministry of sound annuals yeah rip them onto my old laptop and then take them back to the library beautiful it's probably yeah, like yeah. you know that was probably like illegal for me to admit that on, <laughs> uh, on record but it was a long time ago now so yeah. that was like the days of blockbuster as well <laughs> oh yeah back when you had to you had to you know, for our younger listeners, you had to have physical copies of music if you wanted to listen to it. Yes, yes. You, yep, you know, yep. you had to Walkman. Have, you had to you had to have the file saved as a as a dot mp3. You had to have that file somewhere if you wanted to listen to it. You couldn't just yeah. flick on your phone and go, "Oh, I'll listen to this." Oh, oh, listen to me so pretending to pretending like I'm absurdly old when I'm still in my <laughs> 20s but those were the days man those were, nah. yeah, uh, so, exactly. yeah so um yeah like I'd say the big thing with myself um definitely was my oldest brother Harley he really I, I remember like he so where like this is our I'll, this was sort of connected with like sparking with how I like got into like DJing and producing but like I, like, always loved my tunes. Like, yeah, like, my Ministry of Sound. It was, like, Calvin Harris and, like, Skrillex and shit back then. Like, I really loved. And even, like, the real old school, like, Headhunters and stuff and, like, Showtech back uh, in the day of, like, yes, the, yes, their yes. hard style days. Um, and, yeah, so my brother Harley, he was 18 and he was, like, going out um, a lot in the city. And I... I just remember I was in the shower. It was like after, way after midnight. And Harley just comes in, just like, oh, Dill. He's like, oh, 
you're a nerd with computers. Why don't you try and make music? And that was that was the moment there. That was the moment. So <laughs> I got off and I thought, I'm like, why don't I try and make music? Like, you know, I love doing it. So I went and like um, got FL Studio on the computer and mm-hmm. went on to... So my knowledge of when I was a 14-year-old little boy of eBay was much different to what I learned of what it was. But it is, mm. you know, of how it actually works, you know. So I went on to eBay and just brought decks and I'm like, oh, that was easy. And little did I know, I spent about 500 bucks on my brother's credit card. <laughs> God. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I just thought, I was just like, oh, bye. I'm like, sick. Now they're going to come. So then like, yeah, like, <laughs> it just rocked up. And like, my, 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 my mom and dad are like, where did, like, where did this come from? And it's like, I got it from eBay. Like how? Like what did you? What money did you use? What money did you use? You must have needed to spend some money at some point. Yeah, to get that. So um, yeah, then my brother was like, you know, we were able to work out agreement, which was very grateful. Um, and so yeah, I was able to keep the keep the decks, and um, yeah, that that was where it started. So yeah, I started like you know I'm. Um, had uh, like so back then it was like really listening to like the Wawa podcast and like Hidden Forest like for our area that was like huge like all like that yeah. Melbourne minimal was like really big so that was like you know my, my like the Melbourne minimal and like that real old school sort of commercial electro was like really what I loved then and so, so with that um, yeah, progressed over the years of like playing at house parties and then um, you know really diving more and more into like the Melbourne music the I'd say the commercial Melbourne music scene um, where, yeah, I discovered like, you know, there was like a Will Sparks and stuff. And like, I really like loved what they were about back then. Um, and yeah, from like playing at house parties to then, you know, creating like a Facebook page and like SoundCloud and doing like edits and mashups at first. And then like um, just, I got um, lessons from um, one of my brother's friends who I really looked up to then. And he was like, very well-respected DJ um, back then, Zoolander. And he, mm. yeah, he gave me some lessons for about six months. And that's where, like, the balls started to, like, get rolling. And I got, um, that's, like, where I got signed back then to Lucky Entertainment, which was, like, a big dream come true then, um, which was, like, Will Sparks's label and, like, Zoolander's yeah. label. So I was, like, you know, me master. And, like, I'm on, I'm on the same... Um, you know, same agency as him. And then, um, you know, that was when I was 16. And then moving on to being 18, that's where I really just, like, you know, I was, like, in the city, like, every weekend. And um, mm. that's where I really, I'd say that was, like, that big step up for myself from, like, late 18 to present day where I really, like, started to dive into, like, more of, like, what I really loved. And, like, from there, like, you know, that's where I transitioned from that more commercial Melbourne minimal sound to like side trans and I had like this big side trans phase where I like absolutely loved and like pro prog trans and just like all all the sub genres and like you know Mandragora was like such a big big inspiration for me then and like um all like all that scene I've like loved like going to Earthcore like was fucking incredible in 2015 like that was so good and then um yeah, then from there, that's where I went to, like, my first techno event, Pig and Dan. And um, to ah, see Pig yes. and Dan was incredible. That was ran by Recovery Collective. Shout out to Jiden for just always keeping it strong in fucking Melbourne. And, like, yeah, I was sick. It was an intimate party. And I remember, like, I went with, like, a few mates and I was like, this is fucking sick. Like, I love this shit. Like, this is so good. And, like, um, yeah, and that was my love for techno. And then after really diving more into you know the un- underground scene you could say um that's where like you know i parted ways with lucky and started doing my own thing and yeah from then on it was like really just still still like i'm still soaking in still like figuring out my sound and then um yeah like came to like the recent years of like really discovering and acknowledging and being happy with where i'm at with the sound and with what i want to create and like with just the my perspective of music and what I see with my art and what I hear with my art and what I want to, you know, push out to the world with my art um, really got acknowledged with, like, from myself. And, like, that's where, yeah, I've just been riding riding a magical wave and definitely from, like, um, like to when I started, like, my album in 20... Well, my second album, Manifestation of the Celestial, in 2018, that's where, like, yeah, really... I really, like, felt like I've found, you know, that sound of what I want to make and I've just, like, you know, continued to grow 
continue to grow that tree since then, <laughs> from since yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. And that um, that album, I guess it was, this is the third element of what makes your, you know, your what makes your DJing and production so interesting to me is 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 obviously the amazing sets that you play and then capture the uh, these incredible parties that you're a big part of and the third of course is the production and also to an extent um as an extension of that is Imanesha recordings of course which is the record label you put together how did you come about to uh how did that become a goal i guess of yours of, of starting the label because there's a lot of different things people can do you know you can you can try and push the the party angle harder you can go into management or running weekly parties or doing all sorts of um different things why was it the label that sort of um, tickled your fancy and, and caught your attention as something to do yeah so when in the process of creating my album like you know it's it's like this is where this is definitely yeah, what helps branch this out. So um, in the process of making my album, you know, like, as I said, like, this is where I really, like, I really acknowledge, like, for myself and what I believe is, like, music is limitless. With um, mm. with the different styles I created and put into that album, like, you know, I was really thinking, I'm like, like, you know, I had my labels that I wanted to send the album to, but then I was like, like, you know, I'd, like, listen to those labels and I'm like, oh, they really, you know, stand out with just this genre and then, like, when I was listening to my album, like, oh, like, this is, like, really, you know, like, this is much, like, you know, some of the tracks would work, but then I'm like, oh, like, they might not want to sign sign it all. So there was, like, that little bit of, like, paranoia there and, like, anxiety of, like, oh, like, you know, what if, like, you know, none of these dudes want to sign it, you know? Like, I couldn't help that thought, like, sort of cycle back in. And so, like, I always did have that dream, again, so similar to Capture of, like, one, you know, I want to start my own record label. Like, I said that to myself, year, like, a few years ago. Then what what the click was, was I had... So I released an EP called Apex, which was in 2019... Yeah, 2019, mid-2019. And it was with, through a record label overseas and it went really badly in terms of like the communication and how it was released. Like, for example, like, you know, they told me that I didn't send them like the audio files and I'm like, I did, but okay. And then I sent them the, like, so then they were like, oh, so we haven't been able to give you a date. I'm like, okay. So I sent them the audio files and then the, the EP was just out the next day. And I'm like, what the fuck like this and like it really like i like in that moment i'm like stuff this like i'm not putting up mm. with this shit anymore i'm just going to do this myself and i'm going to release my album through my own record label so that was like the goal from about mid 2019 then so leading leading up to like the album finished and like getting when it was in the mastering process i was like sort of thinking of the ideas and how i want to go about releasing it um, and like through, through the label and setting up the label. And so I called up a few friends. So like Rob Lewis gave me some really great advice, uh, him having recently started up his record label, Beaufort Beats. And there was also oh, yes. um, um, Shannon, hands down from mm -hmm. Euphoria Berserk. But yeah, so I, yeah, he gave me some like fantastic advice too. And so I noted that all down in my notes and like I had like a read up a bunch of questions to ask them. And then getting to getting the masters back um, from... Um, my mate, um, then it was like, it's time to get the ball rolling. So I, the way I come up with the name Imanasia Recordings, um, I mean, I was laying down on my bed. I had all like my LEDs up. I was in my Zen, Zen mode, listening to some mm -hmm. sweet, sweet jazz music. And I was just like thinking of everything that like has inspired me to this point and what is inspiring me of the now back then. So like I noted that all down and like had a bunch of different like quotes and different words that I feel really resonated with myself and even like like shows that I've been watching and um there was like at at that time at at that time I recently watched there was this anime Grave Grave for the Fireflies it's called it's really good really beautiful anime from Studio Ghibli and very sad but like where the light comes in that movie is like through illumination and now with illumination, I really loved, like I really thought deeper into that. And I'm like, when when I'm at a when I'm at a doof, you know, obviously you're hearing the sound, but I'm like, what attracts you is like you see the lights. So you know, the lights, the lights, the light is pulling you in. So you go down and you're like, oof, you're in the, <laughs> you know, you're in the middle yeah, of the yeah, yeah. Having a, having a boogie. And so 
then then like the word immersed and also manifestation was yes, really yes. I was really vibing and really resonating with those words and so like I was like mun like I like to do this thing where I like yeah like mum like like put words together I think there's a name for that i can't think it right now at the time but uh, um yeah scramble the words together and um yeah like you know started off with like emanation and i was like oh like that sounds sick and like i sent it to a mate and i'm like oh and he, he's like i reckon he's like you're there but he's like i reckon you could get better and so you know that pushed me and then like he actually suggested is this like how about just emanation and i look at it and i'm like that's I'm like that's it that's it yeah, and then like yeah. with emanation the what what i describe with that it's like for me personally emanation is that feeling of being on the dance floor and like you know whether at a club or a festival and it's just like all your worries all your anxieties are just completely gone in that moment and you were just completely present in the moment of having a good time and enjoying the music and soaking it in with your loved ones around you or just solo in it you know and so with with that like that was like my description of it then and then to actually expand it to more the music side of things my vision of emanation and what i would like to showcase and provide i like to think of it as like an open plan where it's to it's a platform to showcase like various genres and styles across the electronic universe and really just put them out there and now i i'm so proud of each release like and with so like from like my album reached num number one on three charts and like the overall releases on beatport which was one of the most like like greatest accomplishments so far producing wise and i was like i was very blessed and like so appreciative of the support and then following that was like there was like salt's release wise art and um zane's release too after that and each each of them it, it's so cool like when i think and when i've listened like when i listen back like they all stand out in their own way and i love that i love that like they are different from each other but they like they really resonate with that artist and i believe and i feel like they come straight from their soul and that's what i love and that's what i really want to put out so that's the way i put it this is like the first chapter of emanation and then soon to be the second chapter. So yeah, that hope that answers your question there. <laughs> <laughs> it does, and like um, and like I say, you you have a knack for giving me about six or seven different diving boards to jump off, which I absolutely adore. We're uh, starting to round our way towards an hour. Um, you said something in there that I'm fascinated by, which is about the way that the music hits you, and the, also that. You, when you were coming up with the name, you're sitting there listening to jazz. <laughs> uh, you have a fantastic little playlist on your Spotify, which is your jazz. What's it called? Smooth, smooth blues jazz. Smooth blues jazz. Um, and it's, uh, I've had a look at that, and there's some fantastic music in there. And that's uh, jazz is something that I need to do a lot more of, but blues is something that I've done a lot of, especially that Mississippi Delta and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I, I, I'm a house and melodic DJ, but today I was listening to 90s hip hop all day. Um, what attracts you and what attracts you in terms of picking releases for the label, picking tunes that are going to end up in your DJ set and also just picking a song to throw on when you're making your eggs in the morning? What do you think attracts you to those songs um, in a in a technical sense or in a more on a deeper level, what is it about an amazing track or amazing album that really draws you in? Do you think? All right. Sick. Amazing question, Dan. All right. So <laughs> let's say, let's take it deeper in terms of like what I choose to Please listen do. to. Please do. Please do. Throughout the day. That's what I love to do. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I like to think of it as almost like, like think of it like I'm I'm living in a movie, yeah, I'm living in a mm. show, and it's like it is the soundtrack to that moment right there. So just say like you know I'm driving, like there's like specific you know tracks that really resonate with that moment, and it's like you know it's not it's not like I'm like always thinking about like what is going to be perfect <laughs> for this right yeah, now, yeah. like you know it's like what what feels what feels right now, and like you know just like going from track to track, and like you know like in terms of when like you know in the setting of like just say what i'm like doing like 
when I, when, what I mentioned before, like doing the sort of personal work and like getting that stuff done, like that's where I like to listen to like very ambient and like jazzy, like, like mm. j from jazz to like ambient music, like, and I'd say like I've really dived into over the past year, really like I like to do this thing where I listen to just 10 absolute wacky albums. And like, this is, yeah. this is also a part of answering the question, but like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I absolutely love like just real fucking weird shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll put yeah. it like that. So like, I like, like that. it's, and, and like, you know, it's like, and it's not, you know, it's not, it's not weird. It's just what these artists do and it's like what they want to put out, you know? And like, but you could say for like the social norm that it's like weird, it's wacky, it's not for everyone type thing. And so like, you know, I had like, I, I had this phase where I really dived into noise music. Have you ever heard of noise music before? Uh, I am aware, but I'm not entirely across it, if that makes okay, sense. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, it makes complete sense. So that, is, it's very freaking whack like it's very whack like in terms of like just like like just static noises and blah 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 so like there's a lot of stuff in that where i even like can like soak in inspiration to then implement into my music and so like um with that like you know comes like so yeah when i had my face noise music it was like branching out on like listening to like like certain like youtubers that really would like show me just like different types of albums which then lead me like leads to like adding to like the bigger like adding to the tapestry of music in my life. And so, yeah, I, I feel like it's just like I, 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 I just have this like feeling and I get this spark when something like that I love, especially in music, like when it takes me away or where like where I feel present, where I just feel me listening to it, that is like where I'm like, this is my jam type thing. Mm. And now that even, so that reflects onto like, like when I get sent tracks for like my label, I'll do the same thing and like lay on my bed and I'll just listen. And as I listen, like if that track moves me, like if I feel that like, you know, that spark and like, you know, I'll listen to it a few times. I'm not just going to go like, oh no, I didn't feel anything there. That's not, <laughs> that's not <laughs> it. But like, you know, I'll take it in. And when I like, and when I can feel that heart and soul in the music from that artist, like, and if it's like just a straight up banger, and if it's fucking good, you know, like that's where, that's where like it's it sucks me in, and I'm like, oh, I want to get this out, I want to get this out. So, yeah, to answer like both questions, like you know, it's like mm. really just in that moment, in that moment, like how I'm feeling definitely like resonates with the music of what I'll be listening to right then and there. I love that. I love that. There's something I um there's something I'm fascinated in there about um you mentioned sort of soundtracking your life as if it's a movie and it's something that I heard um I think it might have been overhearing someone on my uh uh it might have been overhearing somebody on TikTok but there was a little clip about you know you have to start romanticizing your own life you have to start seeing yourself as a main character and to say that out loud sounds kind of um sounds kind of what's the word sappy or not sappy but sounds kind of uh childish or foolish maybe in, if you look at it that way to go like you know it, if you pretend you're the main character in a movie that's that's going to be somehow foolish because you know of the harsh realities of life or whatever but it's not i know exactly what you mean when you say that because the first time i heard someone refer to it like that i realized that i've been doing that for my entire life mostly around music in the sense that if you're in a if you're in a really bad spot and you feel yourself emotionally on the edge if you put on a a sad song you could end up bawling your eyes out for 10 minutes and that can be so immersing immersive and so um so therapeutic in a way that you can't experience if you don't put that kind of um, that kind of context on it. In the same way that if you feel incredible and you put on a song from years ago that makes you reflect on, you know, the last year or reflect on a certain person or a certain place or it makes you proud of yourself or all these different things, by picking songs and, you know, curating what you listen to um, to sort of soundtrack your own life in an odd way... Is, it feels like a bizarre thing to do, but music has the ability to take us from having a life that is just a life 
and you know you have all your ups and downs in life and that's amazing but soundtracking it with these amazing songs that mean so much to you and letting yourself feed into that letting yourself become the main character of your own story can i feel like help you for me at least helps me feel like just that 10% more it helps me feel at least that 10% more immersed in the experience of life and it's it's a fascinating phenomenon that you have at your fingertips um Mm -hmm. and it's you know there's certain songs that i don't touch until i feel like i'm on the edge and then i scroll past them and go oh why not and then i cry my eyes out for five minutes in the car Mm -hmm. and it's (laughs) it's incredible that's the kind of experience that's it's a hugely amazing experience that you can have Mm -hmm. for free just by immersing yourself in amazing music and that's something that it has the power to do and that's um yeah it's pretty magical definitely man i love that so much thank you for sharing that with me that's (laughs) that's beautiful spot on well thank you for triggering it in me now (laughs) we are starting to uh wind towards the hour i think or we may have already gone over but um Yeah, we could probably talk for another five hours, man. We we very easily could. We we so easily could. But um, yeah, on this new show, I've got to draw a line somewhere. I know know for sure that I don't want it to be a five-hour podcast. So Um, so to sort of work towards wrapping up, uh, I guess you've already spoken about the the next capture, Intergalactic Porno Party, which will be a whole barrel of laughs uh, provided as planned. Um, What's... What's what's up next for the future? What's up for the rest of 2021? What's up for, you know, if, if, if you've got a, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, or a one-week plan? What's um, what's next in, in the life of DJ, producer, oh. and all-round good guy, Dil Haber? Oh, my man. All righty. So, this is exciting to share this because this, as we spoke about, this will be airing after the announcement. But, yeah, so I, um, I'm up to the final final two uh, final final stages of my third album which will be coming out so i'm very exciting so i've just got to finish off like a few two more tracks and four interludes for what i'm wanting out of it so that's exciting this is where this like lockdown has really like been great to like smash that out so Mm. that's exciting to get the ball rolling with that and to be announcing that is going to be very cool like this i'm like uh, that's probably all I'd say with the album, but there's a lot, there's big plans with that and how I'm going yeah, to release yeah. it um, from physical copies to like as a standalone digital release. Like I'm very excited Ooh. to get, I'm very excited to get that all going and just like, yeah, like start, start working the action. And then, um yeah, and a part of, so yeah, it, we're actually going to be like we're around the time of the one year anniversary of manifestation of the celestials release. So I'm going to be doing a vinyl release for that, which I'm very keen oh, to cool. get out. So yeah, that's going to be special. That like would be superb. With like all the sleeve and everything proper done. So that's going to be like awesome. And um, yeah, I'm also be doing a remixed album where each track has been remixed by one of my favorite, uh, by a bunch of my favorite artists and good friends in the industry. So that's that's making good progress. So yeah, really excited to get that all going. Um, and so yeah, I'd probably say that's that's looking looking ahead. Um, and yeah, the second chapter of my label releases will begin after the remix album gets going. And mm. honestly, like that's that's probably the that's probably what I'd put out there for now. And so it's very exciting. Like I'm really diving more into like the visual experience of my music too and how to get that out there and really like learning some and just soaking in like soaking in what I've like seen by, yeah, really uh, by artists I'm fascinated by online. And it's going to be really cool to implement it all into my own way with the help of like great and creative friends around me. So yeah very excited to get it going and honestly i'd love to share this with you like this is mm. like just a quote i've just like absolutely absolutely loved recently but it's like like not like with throughout my journey i haven't been in any rush and i feel like this really resonated with this like it's like you know just enjoying the ride and like you know like like i said before like enjoying like the enjoy the accomplishments enjoy the mistakes enjoy like you know the challenges the obstacles take it all in and 
most most importantly you know enjoy what's like on the side road as well you know because it's mm. like what's most important could be right there and i feel like just taking in each experience to just like you know just to be persistent and just to move forward and just to like you know create create make your dreams reality it's like it's what it's all about you know you don't want to like you don't want to burn yourself out you want to enjoy it and like i'd just love to share that with the listeners and with yourself because that's something that's been like i've really resonated with and just has really pushed me over these like past few um mums and just like kept that spark ignited <laughs> uh, well i i hugely appreciate it i really really do mate it's been an absolute pleasure to um to catch up and get into this chat um it's probably among the uh the longest and deepest chats we've got the pleasure to have which is i'm so so glad that we've got to have it and glad that it's um that it's going to christen this new show of mine you're such a hard working but also constantly learning individual and i'm uh, i'm hugely inspired of that and uh you're just a good energy to be around so thank you so much for being a part of this Thank you so much, Dan. Like, love your heaps, bro. And it's it's been a pleasure. We always have a good time, man. And it's really cool to, like, you know, like, showcase our friendship even to to the web, you know. So, yeah, thank you yeah. so much. And, hey, I'm looking forward looking forward to the next time, bro. So, yeah, you, you keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm very excited to see where this podcast takes you. Thank you very much, my dude. Thank you so much. See you later. <laughs> And that's it. Thanks so much for tuning in, logging on, downloading, streaming this very first episode of Midnight Ramble. It's super, super exciting to finally be getting this out. As I mentioned at the top, it's not my first crack at podcasting and it is a very dense field nowadays with so many great shows out there. So it's really an honor that you've decided to have a click on this one and listen back to Haber's fantastic story. He's a super interesting fella. And that is basically the uh, general conceit of this show. There will be some really, really interesting people each week. Each time there's an episode up, it'll be either one or more superbly interesting people. Uh, but it won't just be music. People who are aware of my uh, my vibe uh, know, will know that there's a lot of music in what I do and what I'm interested in, but I'm also fascinated by trying to interview people for this who aren't in the usual industries and realms and cultures that I find myself in. Um, I want to learn and I want you guys to come along with me for those journeys as I get educated and as I uh, am able to discuss interesting things with fascinating people. So thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you check out the Facebook and Instagrams under the Midnight Ramble and uh, make sure you keep an eye out for the very next episode, which will be super exciting. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time on another Midnight Ramble. Awesome. <laughs> that was fucking great, bro. Fuck. Oh, that was good. <laughs> really good. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. awesome.